whenever you're ready. Oh <laughs> my God. Jessica. I've never been called a fox. <laughs> Dana. That's a classy name for a Harry. I like it classic. Okay. Do you? <laughs> Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. Sure. Out with the bad and in with the good, motherfuckers. That's right. Jessica. Dana. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. I am Dana Powell. I'm Jessica Young. And, and we, we are here, are here to, to rant, rant and rave. And rave. Yeah. I think that was perfect, but I say that every week. Yeah. It's never perfect. I know. One day somebody will animate us and it'll just be something that we can. Pl- oh, yeah. That really wouldn't matter because nobody can see. We it. have an We're... audio uh-huh. mm-hmm. <laughs> medium. I'm but like, that's hey, a any listeners? Cute idea. <laughs> well, we, we are on YouTube. I could add it to our YouTube. That is very true. I, I think three people have ever listened to us on YouTube. Hmm, maybe that's a call to action to uh, one Jen Hall Hill, our resident illustrator who <laughs> I confused with Jill, Jill from Montreal. In Canada. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, we are going to be posting this. So by the time you hear this, you'll see it. There was an amazing, fantastic pastel or maybe watercolor we of raved Annie's about bagel. It last- we uh-huh. raved about it last week. Yeah. We raved about it. We applauded her friend for encouraging her to write in. And then we thanked her friend who we thought were was said artiste. Nope. <laughs> it was another um listener that we love. And she made that and we appreciate it. Okay, Jen, I can't apologize to you enough. That was my bad. <laughs> I'm giving myself a corrections corner right at the top of the show. What else is there? Well, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> that is perfectly fine. I mean, if I had done that, no one would be surprised. It's only because it's you. No. Because you usually have it together. <laughs> Absolutely not. I still owe people gifts. Like, that's how terrible I am. No. I no, I do. I And the thing is, the gifts are ready. I just have to send them. You're like me in that way. I will have something sometimes a month, two months yeah. in advance where I'm like, oh, my God, Dana would love this or so-and-so. This is perfect. I'm getting it for their birthday or for Christmas or the next time I see them or go to the post office. Yeah. Six months past the occasion, yeah. still sitting wrapped in the no. corner of my living room. Yeah, I have a... It's packaged, Jessica. It just needs a label. Yes. Just close it up in a label. Stuffed full of masks for my family from Kira. Oh. Uh, I, I have to send it. I have to. I don't yes. know why. COVID's going to be over before I get them sent out. <laughs> I also currently in my car have the top half of Elsa from Frozen in a pretty <sighs> little bag with a bow on it still from yes. Easter Easter, Dana, for little Everly. Yeah. And that was for you to get to enjoy, too. Yeah. I still haven't given it to her. I even went back to the store where I got it a couple of days ago, and they had some more there. And I was like, I might as well just buy myself one at this point. (laughs) (laughs) So ridiculous. I had, what did they call it? Executive function... 
breakdown. Oh, what is that? Last week where like I was just paralyzed. Like I just couldn't do anything. I didn't do the dishes. I we already know my son ran out of underwear. (laughs) Like it did not get better. I guess is the point. However, partially, partially part of that was uh, chosen <laughs> because it was Mother's Day weekend. Yes, you deserve yes. a break. So I wanted to take a little break. Uh, my dudes, all the were, moms do. Yeah, my dudes were not into doing anything this weekend. Like, well, Dan tipped it. Poor Dan Tipton had to work on Saturday, oh. so. Henry and I, I wanted to go run to a couple of places and Henry was like, huh, can I wear my jammies? So I took, yes, I took a dinosaur clad hood and all with, yes. the, with the fin his dinosaur onesie, his dinosaur onesie so cute. to five below. <laughs> Love it. Nothing wrong with that. Nobody, nobody batted an eye. They shouldn't. He's a Except child. One mother daughter, uh, Cup, you know, they were they were in there, and all they did was go, "Oh, I'm so cute." <laughs> oh, so I, I had it. already asked his daddy because his daddy has real issues with people wearing jammies in public, uh-huh. <laughs> and and I will admit I have been harsh. I don't like it when teenagers do it or meth heads. I just think it's inappropriate. <laughs> Where I come from, there were a lot of meth jammies at the Walmart. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's terrible. Oh my to god, say, that's but hilarious. It's, it's a real problem in my hometown and the outlying areas. <laughs> oh my god. So anyway, we made a special call to his daddy. We're like, Henry wants to know if he can wear his jammies to the store. Uh-huh. And he was like, You can tell him this once. He can this once. <laughs> oh my god. He couldn't I'm, have been happier. I got course. to go to a store. I got to go to a nursery. I got to. <laughs> I love it. As long as he could be in those dino jammies, he didn't care. That's That's right. Perfect. And when I took, I knew we were going to five below because I had something specific I wanted to pick up. And I said, and when we get to the store, you get to pick out your own bag of candy and a toy because nothing is above $5. New, new. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And you can get a bag of candy and they're like, uh, high chews and lemon heads, like old mm-hmm. school candies, uh, 10 pieces for a dollar. So he got to pick what? up 10 pieces of candy. How excited was he? Yeah. And then guess what? Mommy got what? They had a big box of the Krispy Kreme jelly beans, <sighs> which okay. you gave me a little box of in a present. And I was obsessed. I gave those to Alan too for Easter. They only had little boxes of it. And he's like, oh my God, these are really good. Oh my God, Jessica, I bought a box the size of my forearm. You know what you can do? You know, Krispy Kreme is still honoring a free donut if you show your vaccine card. So you could roll up. Uh huh. You could roll up there with Henry, maybe for a fun little afternoon treat. Mm. after school and show your card and then you just have to pay for one donut or maybe you say oh i'll take the free one and i'll take an additional dozen to take home that's what i would joke okay so when was this last weekend so like the predecessing what is that word i know what you're looking for (laughs) um i don't know how to say it properly (laughs) anyway (laughs) precursor 
precursor. Not right either. That is right. The precursor to my meltdown. Oh, Dana, don't have forgotten what you wanted to say. <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> but that would be very like me. The precursor weekend to my to my executive function meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> I literally said to Dan Tipton, "I need donuts." I just mm-hmm. need donuts and let's not have a fight about it like we did last time. Don't you dare buy one chocolate donut. I want all chocolate donuts, uh, all variations, but I want to open that box and I want to see all chocolate so that I know my child isn't going to take the only chocolate and I'm a dick if I go, no, that's mommy's. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to prevent <sighs> the dick mom. Okay. Yes. So he did. And I go, and also I want a bag of donut holes. And he goes, oh, I don't think they have donut holes at Yum Yum. I said, I don't care where you go. They got donut holes. <laughs> and I said, and I know Yum Yum does right by the register. <laughs> Hilarious. So this guy, let me say, I love him. I married him. I chose him. I will be with him. Through all of his bad decisions. <laughs> that man brought home a bag of donut holes. Ding. Good job. They were assorted, assorted flavor. Couldn't, that's fine. You know, whatever. I don't need a whole bag of chocolate donut holes when I have a box of a dozen mm-hmm. chocolate donuts to choose from. Oh, <laughs> nope. Didn't have a box of a dozen. He says... Well, since we're all trying to watch what we eat, I thought I'd just get half a dozen. Jessica, those donuts were gone by Monday. That's not fair. You get a box of donuts. You want it. You want that fall down the hill to be like a roll. You want a three-day roll down that donut hill. And I didn't get it because I ate those dang donut holes in one sitting. I had made a decision that I was going to wreck my good eating and if i was gonna do it i wanted to do it hard yes and he took that away from me (laughs) (laughs) and i I say that it wasn't the right decision clearly (laughs) obviously i'm still so upset about it if i had had those donuts i would have put them in a needle and shot them into my arm clearly (laughs) i'll tell you what's not okay because i'm telling you i think most people could easily go through them because you're like, oh, these are small. They're just little bite size. The box of 50 munchkins from Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, I, sometimes when I've those been there, donut I thought, holes. Yeah. Uh-huh. I've thought, do I want 10 or 50? 50. Oh, okay. And, and then also, I realized Dunkin' does those cream filled ones too. They have jelly filled ones. The blueberry are my favorite. That's my favorite Jelly Belly one. Oh, good. But I'm like, what is wrong with you? The 50-pack is what a mother would pick up and bring to a child's sporting event for the team to share. Jessica, I hate to tell you, but you're wrong because Dan Tipton (laughs) bought a half dozen donuts at a donut store. If you're at Ralph's and you're like... I'll just get six in this little snap pack uh-huh. <laughs> because it's Ralph's, right? But if you go to a donut store, you've committed. It's all they sell. It's you're right. <laughs> I'll just take an assorted dozen, baker's dozen. Sometimes they'll give you 13. That's really more if of a bagel for, shop thing, but. 
Really? Some will. Some will give you the baker's dozen. Just depends on the place and the mood, I guess. Okay. I promised you we were going to keep the top short. Well, I have to tell you really quick because you are the one who sent me this last week. So I was up north with a friend, a dear friend of both you and myself, our friend Nick. Um, His father unfortunately passed away. And I love his parents and I love Nick. He's like a brother. So I went up there for a few days and Dana... Aside from the beautiful area, his neighborhood is so gorgeous. It's like Mm. outside of Sacramento. It reminded me of home, being on quiet streets, tons of trees and a river, like just all the things that I miss. And the same with where you grow up, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I kept peeking around the side fence like a creep and a stalker looking for one Mr. Harvey the Pig. I saw a picture. And I was calling for him. And then the woman who owns him came out. (laughs) It's like the time we got caught spying on donkeys and the owners came out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dana, I was like, Harvey, Harvey. Like loud enough so that the pig would hopefully hear me. And I thought, come running like a dog. But then I hear the woman, I see her get up and she goes, hello, hello. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> and I just froze. I just froze. And I said, I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to be a creep. I just heard so much about the pig. I wanted to see Harvey. Oh, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> she probably thought I was a lunatic. But Yeah, definitely. What did she do? She goes, oh, God. Well, do you want to see him? Come around the side of my house to the gate and Shut I'll let you in. Up. We went in. Nick's fiance ran and grabbed cucumbers that she cut for him let me just tell you something this is an organic pig you heard me correctly he only eats veggies and he's all organic and i love that that is so northern california it's so northern california and nick it's hilarious his fiance writes uh for animation and she's working on a show with ant for uh, with animals as the characters. And he said, uh-huh. I'm begging you to put in Harvey the pig, who's an organic pig. And then Nick, of course, being the clown that he is, did this perfect British accent of what oh. Harvey would sound like. Oh, no, I only eat organic, organic. cucumbers. <laughs> Dana, you would have lost your mind. He is a potbelly pig. He's oh. considered a mini at 150 pounds. Yeah, pot bellies are not small. Oh, God. So cute. His tag, uh, his tag, his tail was waving like you wouldn't oh, believe. So happy. And she had three dogs. She has her own dog, and then her mother passed away. So she took her mother's two dogs. Oh. And I said, I want to live in your backyard with these dogs and your pig. Yeah. <laughs> No kidding. <laughs> but it was really magical. Like, I'm sorry. There was nothing cuter than getting to spend time with uh, well, animals that want to be not, loved on. Yes. Not for nothing, too. I am just assuming, but I really believe this in my heart, that those animals probably felt Nick's pain. I mean, they probably did. They Because you know what? She also was like, oh, God, I'm sorry. Because like one of them ran into his parents' yard. And we said, really? and I'm like, who am I to say? It's not my house. But I'm like, I really don't think they'll care. They love animals. Mm-hmm. So all the animals came in the yard. She kept Harvey in there. She goes, trust me, he won't want to leave. Because they've got a lot of grass back here. And he loves to eat grass. 
but no it's true sensitive to that when somebody needs comfort you know i think i've told you when i worked on um good luck charlie which is a Mm -hmm. disney a disney show i worked with a dog and no one on set knew but my grandmother had passed away the day before and the dog knew yeah that dog came over and without the trainer we were sitting between takes Mm -hmm. that dog came over and stood beside me and laid his giant head Mm. in my lap and i cried like that's when i cried of course she was like honey are you okay he must sense something's upsetting you and i said yeah my grandma died yesterday i just haven't told anyone but that doggy knew seriously they do it's funny you say that the little tiniest one who by the way was named tuppence as what? in Tuppence, a bag. a bag. It was a little Yorkie. It was sweet as can be. And it jumped Aww. up in Nick's mom's lap and was just sitting there. And I said, Tuppence, what a cute name for the cutest, sweetest little thing. She said, well, my mother um, was from Liverpool. And she said, um, she's so little. She's like, Tuppence in your hand. And she said, I'm like, yeah, that's the cutest name for a dog. Okay. That's so cute. (laughs) Oh, my God. But yeah, I thought of you, Harvey the pig. Oh, God. I want a pig. pig. I will. I know you will. I will. I know. It's a life goal. I mean, everybody has to have something they're working towards. (laughs) Clearly, it's going well. Thank God you're the only person who can see me right now because (laughs) I am. A hot mess. And by a hot, hot mess, 80s mess. It looks like you're getting ready to go to an aerobics class. And look, I love I, it. I have a blue velvet scrunchie. And then can I please just show you I made this. This is how dumb I am. This is <laughs> this is like midlife crisis stuff right here. So these are old school. Let me pull the hair out of it because I just yanked it out of my head. Old school <laughs> clip barrettes that I just oh, wrapped yeah. in. I wrapped in. I found this cute little heart ribbon yeah that's adorable isn't it so cute yes Pink. oh i there love those old school clip barrettes i know me too that and hair combs that i don't yeah. know why but they just work perfect in my thinning hair <laughs> what happened to the hair comb oh the hair comb still gets sold at target and dollar general and 99 really? cent store and dana powell buys them See, you do have that pretty and you have like silky hair where you could just put it up in a loose bun and put a comb in and then just pull it out in like a movie. It cascades down. You're for a me, crazy person. No, comb for me, it snarls my rat nest. Okay. No, clip barrettes or I mean, hair combs would be perfect for your curly hair. No, no, this is not the gift of the Magi, Dana. <laughs> <laughs> We specifically said we were going to keep the top of the show. I know. It's ridiculous. Short today. And we did not. I got a composter for Mother's Day. Let's move on. What? (laughs) I'm so excited. I'm so excited for you. Seriously. No prompting, you guys. Dan Tipton was like, you being into plants just makes gift giving really easy. I uh-huh. hope you like why I, what I got you. And I was like, cool. And then one day this giant box showed up. It is a composter and I can't wait. That's rad. And I have probably a good 500 brown bags I can donate to the cause. Oh, wow. Good. <laughs> <laughs> no, no that's excited. exciting. Yeah. Seriously. That, just to have a good way to like get rid of scraps and stuff like that. But then also yes. to have good soil for all my plants. Yes. The 
that's useful, my... but it's for something that you love. That and is I my love. favorite kind of gift. Yeah, absolutely. He was like, I just have been watching you like make your own soil and stuff. And I thought it would be good. And I was like, you're absolutely right. That's so sweet. Yeah, I, I am that crazy person now. I do mix my own soil. I love I, it. I still haven't bought a grow light, but only because I know I'm going to have to come on here and say, you guys, I finally <laughs> bought a grow light. <laughs> uh. Anyway, I had a wonderful Mother's Day. It was excellent. Painful. It was a little painful. I'm not going to lie. Yes. I'm sure that is the answer to why I'm a wreck at the moment. Um, totally understandable. First, yeah, my first Mother's Day without my mama. And then mm -hmm. um, the one year anniversary of her passing is coming very soon. Yeah. And so it's a lot. You know, I made some posts yesterday. My sisters actually made some lovely posts. Yes. I mostly just shared theirs because I don't know. They just, you know, all of us, our experience with this loss has been so different mm -hmm. because Tiffy is there with my dad every yeah. day. So she deals with the minutia, right. uh, it dealt with it. You know, mm -hmm. Denise is in Oklahoma, but not far. So she right. sees them quite a bit. And then I'm far away and I haven't seen anyone for sure since last summer. So yeah. anyway, it's a different experience for me than it is them. And, you know, it's hard for all of us. So I'm Absolutely. grateful that my boys made my Mother's Day really lovely. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah. And thank you to you for doing for our friend Nick what my friend Kristen Marie did for my family. It's it's beyond um, what is required of a friend. And it is uh, one of the one of the best things I think anyone's ever done for me personally and I'm sure Nick feels this oh no I, I loved it and if you are able to um, be with a friend in a time of need even just by letting someone know that you're there for them and checking in with them on a regular basis it goes uh, goes really far and yeah. I know from my own experiences and from many others that also a lot of people obviously come out and offer help or send gifts or do whatever they do right when someone passes. But something to keep in mind is that um, check in on those friends or family members a month or three months or 12 mm -hmm. months down the road <clears throat> because they're still hurting. It stays fresh for such a long time. That loss never goes away. But it's like people get you know, it's like the first week or two, it's surrounded by all this love and people. So you're almost shocked. You're almost distracted. You're not fully grasping it. It's like once things get quiet and the reality settles in is when people really, really also need yeah. friends and family to reach out, even if it's just to check in or let them know, hey, I love you and I'm thinking about you. hundred mm percent. -hmm. And it's also, I will say, I have a friend that who lost her mother and she frequently checks in with me at times that she knows were difficult for her. Mm -hmm. um, and I, and I want to say it, it has helped me so much because there are times that I'm feeling a lot of pain and mm -hmm. I would like to share that with someone, but I don't want to make my family sad. So I don't mm -hmm. go to them. And then I don't go to my friends because I feel stupid that sure. enough time should have passed by now that I should feel okay. And I don't. No. And I don't think that I ever will. I mean, right. I, I will, I will heal and I will be able to move on, but I don't, you don't ever, um, forget. I don't think it's ever no. 
I don't think it's ever not painful if I'm being honest. I agree. And there, look, there is a missing piece of you that yeah. is gone forever. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that to be morbid or to be like uh, pessimistic. It's just true. It's, yeah. you know, it's a scar on your heart, if you will. And yeah, uh, that's okay. And yeah, you're always going to have that. And it's still just a year it's so a year is nothing and it's it's really a blip in time well and i'm ridiculous because i was like okay we get through the holidays anyway jessica we should just move on (laughs) people feel embarrassed about that loss sometimes and it is nice to reach out so yes jessica indeed dana are we ready for rants oh yeah we are so my rant is my rant. I, <laughs> my rant is my rant. Because I randomly text and message Jessica sometimes the dumbest, it. the dumbest rants, but things that just like hit me in the moment. And I'm like, I got to talk about that. So yes. this would not be long. The first part of it is what I ended with last week. Can I please get an amen that suction cups are bullshit? Do you mean like... The kind that you put in the shower that sure holds your loofah or whatever. Yeah, sure. Or how about the kind that's made to put in your dish sink to hold your sponges and your yes. your sink? Nope, doesn't work. Falls what about down. yeah? What about those kinds that are like you can suction cup a bird feeder to your window so you can watch everything that goes on inside? No, you can't because it don't work. <laughs> what about the ones for cats? Suction. You better not get it for Ollie. He'll pull that yeah. down with that gorilla weight in no time. I had two people send me the one of the cat suction cup in the car this week. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's Everybody, Ollie. Yeah. It's a Maine Coon for sure. And people were like, <laughs> see, it'll hold him. <laughs> I know. Uh, they don't work. And I don't know who has fooled us for decades into acting like they do. Right. They do not. They don't hold anything up. They're flat. I... I've tried everything. I've tried mega licks. I've tried <laughs> spitting. I've tried less licking. I've tried sink water. I've tried Brita water. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let me filter the suction cup. Oh my what, God. Hilarious. Whatever chemical makeup <laughs> is going to magically make that suction cup do its job. <laughs> I will try for it. They're stupid. Uh... Don't by the hype remember when for a flash of a second people were like you guys perms are back but not like curly spiral perms just get a body perm don't do it don't you buy into that no it didn't last and it was crazy guess what same with suction cups moving on (laughs) (laughs) don't you bring that 70s invention back at me like it ever worked please i I had perms from like fifth grade to 10th grade and i don't want to tell you it it was not cute on me i had them my whole life i looked like a a, um a cocker spaniel yeah i did it was like just like a, a big poof. Like yeah. I looked like Vincent, uh, Ron Perlman, the Beast from Beauty and the Beast with Linda Hamilton. <laughs> Every mother's dream. I had paddles of hair that were like cocker spaniel ears <laughs> that were spiral curls. <laughs> Awful. Actually, this pre- that was a, a style, right? So this mm-hmm. brings us back to my next rant and corsets. Let's go. Can we revisit this? 
<laughs> because I had on a dress the other day that had very tight, like wide elastic band right under your boobs, mm-hmm. which is very figure flattering, right? Yes. But I wore it all day. It's not tight when you're standing or anything, and it doesn't ever feel tight because it's that elastic, yeah. right? That's not the same as a corset, but it's that same sort of squeezing. Sure. Uh, so when I did my normal hunch over, like I'm melting, <laughs> we've talked about this. Like when yes. I sit and relax, I just hunch over and my whole body melts into itself. Like I'm grimace from McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> and when that I did that, up. it started hurting me insides. Yes. Inside my rib cage, it started hurting. Yes. It, it's not even a proper corset. And let's face it, I said, I wrote to you, let's face it, I wear clothes a minimum of, or I mean, a maximum of five hours a day right now. Like that's <laughs> it. I don't put on clothes until I absolutely have to. And mm-hmm. then I take them off as soon as Henry gets out of school. So yes. we're talking like 3, 4 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> and it was hurting me. Yes. Excuse me, dangerous. what would you and I have done if we lived in the Victorian era or anything prior to that when they had to wear whalebone corsets and that shit actually started to disfigure women's bodies Absolutely, because they were pulled so tight, it pushes and distends all your organs. Yes. Girl, I just finally, I've only been thinking about it for, I don't know, the last 10 years. Thank you, Target. I just bought my first wireless bra, and I'm going to tell you something. It might be the greatest change in my life over the last year of time. But does it hold you up? Yes. And let me tell you something. Okay, do an ad because I'm listening. I was shocked. I'm like, okay, that's cute. But I can't wear bralettes or I can't wear this or that. I also thought I'm going to pull it on and it's going to be like a neoprene wetsuit. Okay. Not only comfortable as hell, I am wearing it right now. And it gives you shape. I can jump up and down and my boobs don't go up and down. They sure did in my wireless bra. Yeah, I mean. I mean, but do they have good shape or do they look like, oh, yeah, they do. It's not I don't, a total uniboob. No, I don't want a uniboob, and I also don't want my boobies to look like they're sliding off my body. Like just I know piles of sludge. I'm gonna send you the tag because I took it off because I'm like, if I like this bra, I'm gonna get a lot of them. Like now, I got black because everything I wear is dark. Really, I want to get like a white one. Look, it has straps that don't slide on and off your body. Uh, that would be nice. Also, it was $20. Okay. The average Where? bra, the average good bra starts at about $45. Uh, Target, they have this amazing new like line of lingerie at Target. They have a few. Oh, I gotta, yeah, you got to send me a picture of the tag. But because this is I crazy. Think- I think that part of the reason I don't want to get dressed is because I hate that dang bra. Of course. And it is. It's like a tourniquet. And so the underwires always pinch and would pull. And I would sometimes they'd leave indentions. This, I had it on all day. I'm like, well, it was comfortable as hell, but I bet I'm going to pull this off and it's going to look like I had a rubber band around me. There was not one mark of this bra having, I'm telling you, it's a game changer. Game changer. And apparently the underwires aren't good for you. But guess what? If you have really big boobs, it's a lot more comfortable and it gives you some shape. 
but I, I'm a believer now. I am I'm going all in on the target. Target wireless. I want it. I want it because partially, even if it doesn't work, I just want it for around the house. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's what I mean. I'm like, oh, this is comfortable enough. I could wear it when I'm home and feel a lot more supported. And I have so much to hold up. It's like, I don't want to pay $85 to get something that's probably not even comfortable. You know, I know there used to be an amazing place in LA. I don't know if it still exists called the Wizard of Bras. Oh. Literally every size on the planet. And you went in and they custom fit you and they had uh, everything under the sun. That sounds amazing. I know. Well, I also always was like, I don't need to be, I know what size bra to get. And this lady helped me once no, in the store. I'm She's like, sure honey, can I measure you? I don't think you're wearing the right bra. She measured me. She put me in a totally different style of bra than I'd ever wore. Again, game changer. I know. I need to have that done. But when I decided that I was old enough to not care and not be embarrassed anymore, then COVID hit. And it was like, mom. Yeah, I know. I need to do it. Corsets. Can I just give you a couple of facts about them? Uh Uh-huh. Did you know men wore them too? No. Yeah, in the latter half of the 18th century, a customized form of corset, especially for men, emerged. Shape-fitted trousers and jackets. It didn't last long, probably because it was uncomfortable, and men are like, oh, no, thank you. Right. Napoleon hated corsets. Oh. Isn't that funny? Yes. He, In fact, he was also a staunch campaigner of anti-corset movements. What? <laughs> he believed corsets were the reason for infertility. Oh. Yeah. He said it affects the uterus lining and can impact menstruation cycle. I don't know okay, where Napoleon. Napoleon came from. <laughs> <laughs> but they are harmful to the body. Um, oh and then here God. it talks about baleen whales being sacrificed for them. Oh, yeah. Mm, but they were extremely dangerous because they were severely tight on the body. This created a lot of pressure in the abdomen area and caused respiratory and, repro- and reproductive yes. problems. I guess he wasn't so crazy. Wow. Moreover, studies found that corset-wearing women were more vulnerable to pneumonia. Oh, yeah. Wearing a corset for a longer duration suff- can cause you to suffer excessive back pain. Yeah. Their bodies, it became difficult for their bodies to stand upright. Sorry, Napoleon. Yeah. Anyway, how bad is that? You're talking about Victorian times and times when they were wearing those for probably 12 hours a day, mm-hmm. you know, playing their croquets and whatever they did. I don't know yes. if that's the right time period. <laughs> yes, you're right. In that corset, you know, they had to be breaking ribs. It's so unhealthy. Yes. Somebody had to put a foot on your ass as they pulled with all their might. Correct. You up. Yeah, you couldn't even dress yourself. I don't think you could even take a deep breath. No, uh uh-uh. I couldn't handle it. I think I would get, like, open-air claustrophobia from it. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Anyway, those are my rants. Oh, my God. Suction cups? No. Corsets? Boo. Moving (laughs) on. (laughs) I feel almost guilty for this rant. I don't ever feel guilty for rants. Oh. Because it's kind of a complaint on people being dare I say too nice, which I don't like saying that. I had a friend say that to another friend in college once and I almost wanted to knock her head off when she (laughs) told her, she goes, well, you're just too nice to my friend who is the sweetest person ever. I didn't like that. No, 
Well, here goes my hypocritical self complaining oh. about someone being too nice. Uh oh. This is more, and this is a quick one. This is more about that fine line between extremes. It seems like either people don't care and don't acknowledge you, or it is poured on so thick that it becomes a different type of annoyance. Uh-huh. What am okay. I talking about here? Okay. I, again, by being ironically in Northern California, I was transported back to some of the things that I love about the South, right? And that's right. like hospitality and people being sweet and friendly and all that stuff. Yes. Well, I had told you that I found a restaurant that both you and your father would absolutely love. You yes. incurred called Lumberjack. So think you guys can just picture it you're not yeah. wrong if you're picturing skillet pies in the counter when you walk in <laughs> that i wanted one of each you're also not wrong okay <laughs> a lumberjack meal was a lumberjack size okay yeah. it was great it was yeah. glorious it's like one in rome okay yeah so i walk in with my friend's uncle we went to pick up breakfast and i swear to God, if 10 different people, and they're all within the same vicinity, it's not like someone from across the restaurant then saw us and didn't know 10 people. Hey, how are y'all doing? Table for two? No, we're, we're picking up. Okay, what's the name? And we had to say, like, by the 10th time, I think my eyes were bulging out of my head. But I did turn to the, because his uncle was so sweet, and we were, like, giggling about it. And I said, look at me. I said, this is the L.A. Um, girl and me coming out. I said, they're all just being so sweet and trying to make sure that we are being attended to. But either they can't hear or they're just not on autopilot. But I can't deal with them. If they ask one more time, I might lose it. He was dying laughing. But I said, but look at me. I said, if I was in L.A., I would be like, hey. Excuse Nobody's me. Nobody's paying attention to me. I'm reading a Hustler magazine for an hour while someone cuts somebody Thank else's you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like, exactly. I so I thought, oh, my God, it's like all or nothing. Either they ignore you completely or three girls all standing next to each other asking you the same question. I mean, bless their hearts, really. Are we ever happy? No, because no, I was we're thinking not. about like when you think about nice versus not nice. When I used to before the pandemic, once in a while, mm -hmm. I would get my nails done or something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and sometimes I would go to different places based on my mood because sometimes I don't mind talking. And same. Sometimes I don't want to speak. Girl, yep, same. <laughs> And I don't want to be rude and go, can we just be quiet while you do this? But I know they probably would just appreciate it anyway. But I don't know. I don't know. But you know what? You bring up a great point because I see. And now I'm I'm really going to. Um, Dive into your hypocrisy. Well, uh, I like I like quiet when I go to the nail salon. Right. Mm -hmm. Like we can talk at first. But then once you guys start doing like the massage or something. Yeah. I do like to close my eyes and for five minutes just mm -hmm. pretend that I'm just. I don't know, a fancy lady, and I'm just 
you know, getting to enjoy my five minute massage. Mm-hmm. Well, they never wanted to stop talking, but in particular, my favorite girl who talked my ear off. God knows she didn't know half of what I was saying and I didn't know half of what she was saying, but <laughs> we connected. And you guys, for the first time in what, 16 months since last February, I called the nail salon I used to go to. I was like, you know what? I'm vaccinated. Yeah. By God, I deserve a mani pedi. I want it so bad. Yeah. I'm going. I'm yeah. going. I need to do that. And I I didn't go because I called mm-hmm. and the girl that I went to for the last 10 years is not there anymore. And I'm mm. absolutely devastated. And oh. I told them that like they give a crap. Right. I literally said, what? When did Lucy leave? She's <laughs> like, she's been gone for a while. I said, and she's never coming back. Oh. And they said, no, I'm sorry. She no longer works here. And I said, <laughs> Well, I'm devastated. (laughs) There was an awkward silence. And I said, I'm just devastated. I told them again to make sure they heard me and they understood me. And they said, I'm sorry. I guess we'll call her and ask why she makes the life decisions. She does. (laughs) They said, well, we've heard that from a lot of people. But the sad part is, look, like, uh, a lot of hairdressers would start their own file, right? If you right. start going to them, they'd be like, hey, Dana, can I grab your email or your number? Correct. And then they really, a lot of them never reached out, but they might if they're like, hey, I'm moving movie. salons. Yeah. Wanted to let you know, because yes, sometimes you love the salon and the person, but most of the time people just want to go to their person. They right. like the way you do it. So my favorite, this is turning into my second mini rant as I wrap this up, but she was my favorite. And seriously, I was always like, you're like better than going to a foot surgeon. I only had her do pedicures. We know I have Shrek feet, James <laughs> Con in misery, the combination of the two. And this woman no. was like a fine wine in her skill set and what she did to my feet to have them not just looking okay, to deceiving the world that my feet weren't that bad. And wow. she's gone. She's gone, and I'm probably not ever going to get over it. I'll just let you know that right now. Or wear sandals again? That too. (laughs) That too, because I wore flip-flops, which I don't wear in public, but I just had them on. I was like, I'm just running to the store, and then I was standing there, and I looked down. I'm like, this is not okay, even to the little tiny market. I (laughs) This is not okay. All right? That's all we'll say about that. Funny. Anyone has an amazing pedicure aesthetician because the nails i don't really care about my hands i keep my nails short like a preschool teacher me too don't do anything crazy with them but i got to find me a new dr lucy oh yeah anyway rant over (laughs) we need a cleansing (laughs) breath i hate suction cups and you (laughs) want a mani pedi from lucy Hilarious. (laughs) All right. We like to rant out the silly little things. Mm -hmm. Listen, our suction cup's going to be the end of the human race. Probably not, but you don't know, (laughs) but probably Mm -hmm. not. Um, And then, Jessica. Yes. 
maybe the world would be better if we all had lumberjack restaurants nearby. Oh God, please, please make it happen. Let's try and focus on that. Like send our energy to that while we do a cleansing breath. Let's, okay. We're going to take a deep breath in and then blow out all the bad and fill up with some goodness. Are you yeah, ready? Here I we go. am. All right. Lumberjack, lumberjack, deep breath in. <laughs> and. All right. I like it. I don't know why I just sounded I just sounded like a strip club DJ. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Tina's coming up on stage too. Let's make it rain. Uh, <laughs> all right. My corner is an oh snap corner. Oh this yeah. So good. Woman meets cheating husband at airport with his mistress's husband. Yes. <laughs> yes, I wish I saw. This is from the mirror. Jessica's favorite. Yes. This is, yes. <laughs> this is by John Bett. Um, and it's from May, so it's not that long ago. This is amazing. Okay, the woman called the airline. Here we go. Woman meets cheating husband and his girlfriend at the airport with the other woman's husband in tow. The woman called the airline to find her husband to find out who her husband had bought a second ticket for. And then she tracked down her partner and the pair confronted the duo in the baggage claim area. The woman uh, and his met her cheating husband, his girlfriend at the airport. Uh, TikTok users Tiffany Coates shared her story. We're not going to promote Tiffany. I'm sorry. I'm sure you're great. Um, he had told her he was going away to Las Vegas, and Tiffany became suspicious. Oh, so Tiffany is actually <laughs> Tiffany's his wife. Uh-huh. Okay. She called the so Tiffany found her Facebook page. You have to be careful with your social media, y'all. Uh huh. And tracked so down her stupid. husband to tell him the news. Then Tiffany and the woman's husband headed to the airport and waited for the adulterers in the baggage claim area. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uploaded Sunday, May 9th. Oh my god. And it consists of a caption over a short video of clips. Throughout most of the video, Tiffany is looking at the camera before shrugging her shoulders. And the post shows video footage filmed inside the airport as Tiffany heads to the baggage claim to confront her husband. The text over the top reads, I found my then husband took his girlfriend to Vegas by calling the airline and convincing him to give me the name on the other ticket, which also has to be a security violation. I was shocked to hear this. So I found her Facebook page. And contacted her husband. We both met them in the baggage claim. In one of the clips, Tiffany appears to be filming from inside the airport. Um, She taps her foot. (laughs) Many people commented on the video, including one woman who said, I'm sorry that happened to you. It's an awful feeling, but this is brilliant. Um, At first, the photograph... At first, the photograph of a hotel bed with a cuddly toy on the pillows looked perfectly innocent until Serena... Uh, decided to click on the live version of the picture. That's another thing. Be careful about sending live pictures, y'all. Those Harry Potter pictures, you say things in them and you don't realize. Yep. It was then that she realized her man was not alone and he was not doing a very good job of hiding it. As the live, as soon as the live version of the pictures played, she could see a woman leaping onto the bed. Unreal. That's the end of the article. <laughs> I want to know what they said. I know. I also want pictures of them. I guess there's a video. Oh, here she is. 
Oh, it's all text. You guys won't be able to see. Hmm. But it's how okay. sad are they playing CeeLo <laughs> so slow mo? <laughs> anyway, there we go. I mean, can I just say good for her? Yes. I mean, yes, you can. Sir, if you're that dumb, taking live photos in your hotel room with stuffed animals and your girlfriend while your wife's at home. Mm-mm. Okay. Dum, dum, dum. Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> uh, South Park would say. <laughs> okay, so this corner, I couldn't remember because it's been a while. We used to have like awesome uh, historical things. Dana would always bring magical things of yesteryear and i cannot for the life of me remember what we used to call our historical corners so instead of being dumb i'm just going to call this an oh wow which can be oh wow i think oh wow we had an oh wow corner we did but i felt like we had one specifically named for history nonetheless This was something that I saw on our local news and was just absolutely blown away by it. So we know that especially in the last year, so many things have kind of been um, turned over and unearthed, if you will, exposed. We're talking about it. Mm -hmm. It's like a lot of realness has been happening with things that either A, people never knew about or certainly was covered up. Or thirdly, just never discussed or taught. Mm. There's a lot of things that happened that it's not that it was necessarily hidden, but you sure as heck didn't know about it because you weren't taught about it in school and it was never on the news, Mm -mm. right? Mm -hmm. So this is an article from the LA Times, Manhattan Beach, which is uh, a beach very close to LA. It's south of us. Manhattan Beach was once home to black beachgoers, but the city ran them out. Now it faces a reckoning. Mm. Anthony Bruce could barely talk about the beach that bears his family's name without feeling a sharp pain. More than a century ago, his ancestors had turned this small corner of Manhattan Beach into a popular resort, one where black people could dip their toes in the sand and bask in their own slice of the California dream. But their white neighbors in this very white town ran them all away. This is our legacy, Bruce said. It has haunted my family for ages. In this affluent town of 35,000, known for its manicured homes, the community fair, the strand by the sea, few know of the racist past. Others would prefer to gloss over the uncomfortable details in a community where black residents make up less than 1% of the population. Yikes. Mm-hmm. So, Bruce's Beach was an injustice in our town's history, said Gary McCauley, president of the Manhattan Beach Historical Society. The facts are tragic enough, but in the nearly 100 years since then, the facts have been corrupted in the retelling. Mm. The story of Bruce's Beach begins with the Tongva, who roamed the dunes and gathered seafood along this windy stretch of coast. Then came the Spanish, and by the early 1900s, George Peck and others developed what is known today as Manhattan Beach. In 1912, Willa Bruce Bruce purchased for $1,225 the first two lots along the Strand between 26th and 27th Street. 
While her husband Charles worked as a dining car chef on the train running between Salt Lake City and Los Angeles, Willa ran a popular lodge, cafe, and dance hall, providing Black families a way to enjoy a weekend on the coast. Many refer to this area as Bruce's Beach. A few more Black families bought and built their own cottages by the sea, and a community was born. They were pioneers. They came to California, bought property, enjoyed the beach, and were making money. Living the California dream, African-American leisure sites during the Jim Crow era. Please don't let this cut me off. Sorry. What what happened? Okay. It just, I don't know. My computer, if I touch it a certain way, goes away. Okay. So, um, I'm sorry. That was a, a quote from Allison Rose Jefferson, uh, who wrote the book Living the California Dream, African-American Leisure Sites During the Jim Crow Era. They did what every other Californian was doing during that time. But white neighbors resented Bruce's growing popularity. Tires were slashed. The Ku Klux Klan purportedly set fires to a mattress under the main deck and torched a Black-owned home nearby. Fake 10 minutes only parking signs were posted to deter out-of-town folks to reach the ocean. Visitors had to walk an extra half mile around property owned by Beck, who had lined it with security and no trespassing signs. When harassment failed to drive the Black Beach-going community out of town, city officials condemned the neighborhood in 1924 and seized more than two dozen properties through eminent domain. The reason, they said, was an urgent need for a public park. Ugh. So, um, this is a very interesting article, and I'm going to post a link to this article because for you history buffs, you will be very interested. It's quite lengthy. But the point of all of this is now, over a hundred years later, the city, and I'm glad for this, like there's people behind this, but some of the, um, one of the grandchildren of Bruce and the city and the historical society there are working to try to return that land to the family. Wow. And I just think it's huge. Like no one was talking about this and this is now like really come to light lately and i i think it's amazing and it's really important for people to realize that things that happen to others when yeah you're allowed to buy this land but because somebody was black or of a different religion or race were treated completely different i mean this yeah. is not a new story no. unfortunately but i never fascinating heard anything to me. about that though yeah because manhattan beach is pretty white come uh, on now I mean, less than 1%. Yeah. That's uh, unheard of. So um, anyways, it's a really interesting story and a lot of history behind that. And I'm glad that they are now working to try to return the land to the family. Yeah, no kidding. That's pretty amazing. And my God, at least if nothing else, I mean, I don't mean if nothing else, but put up a sign. Call it Bruce's Beach. Like, sure. Let's see the history. You know, there's an amazing picture of the family that owned it, like in their Victorian wedding clothes. And just unbelievable. And also, I hate to say it, we don't think about that in California. Everybody loves to assume, oh, that just happens down in the South. It's like, no, it doesn't. It's happened in every state in this country. Obviously, some more than others. But Yes, unfortunately, racism and prejudice is everywhere, and yes. it's been around for a very long time. And we hope that with 
as each generation comes up, it's just not tolerated anymore. That's mm-hmm. one of the beautiful things I see with friends, children, and what they're learning these days. Yeah. They're just so unfazed by certain things, which is great. And they're also very adamant about not accepting certain things that when we were kids, A, really wasn't an option to no. speak out. Or you people would think you're crazy and you didn't know what you were talking about. And totally. a lot of it was hidden. Yeah. So it's good to know this so that we don't repeat history, you yeah, know, history, history, as we know, tends to repeat itself. And we'd always. like to stop that. Yes. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I love that. I, uh, yeah, I'd never heard that any of that history. Right. Yeah. So cool. Thank you, Jessica. Oh, you're welcome. Um, my rave this week is Friends of the LA River, which you can mm. find at www.folar.org. So the Los Angeles River is the birthplace of our region and was once the thriving, unifying water source for the people and wildlife of Los Angeles. Now, if you saw it today, you'd be like, that is a concrete <laughs> aqueduct <laughs> aqueduct that from a city a state in Athens, Greece, <laughs> with a lot of garbage and waterfowl. That's kind uh, of, uh, yeah. Yep. Um, But that connection and our collective history was severed when the river was encased in concrete and fenced in in 1938. In an act of civil disobedience, poet activist Lewis McAdams took the first steps to repair that severed connection in 1986 when he cut a hole in the chain link fence that obstructed Angelinos from their rightful river. He declared the river open to the people and swore to serve as its voice. So friends of the Los Angeles River and the river movement were born. Uh, Folar, as I think that's how you say it, has yeah. endeavored for over 30 years to restore community connection and natural ecology to the single largest unifying force on the river, educating, empowering, and mobilizing over 50,000 Angelinos to repair habitat and fight for the policies that will reclaim our collective right to be healthy, thriving, and equitable access to the Los Angeles River. Um, our mission is to ensure an equitable, publicly accessible, and ecological, sustainable Los Angeles River. That was a mouthful. <laughs> By inspiring river stewardship through community engagement, education, advocacy, and thought leadership. Since 1986, Fuller has endeavored to elevate the river in the minds of Angelinos. We work to ensure equitable public access and meaningful ecological restoration as the single largest unifying force on the river, educating and empowering community members to repair habitat and fight for policies. I think that's repeating itself. Um <laughs> We blah, blah, blah. We have and continue to mobilize over 50,000 Angelinos, bringing the people to the river and the river to the people. That's lovely. It yeah. is very pretty. Like, um, actually, where I live, we're not too far yeah. from the L.A. River. And I always joke and say, if something bad happens, I'm going to get my bike and his scooter and we're going to go down the L.A. River to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a lot of waterfowl and like yeah. pretty stuff that does. We do need to take care of it because it can get junky. And then also we've talked a ton about our homeless problem. A lot of them are trying to start living near there and it's just not healthy. Right. So anyway, Folar, check them out if you can, guys. Yes. Folar.org. And they have amazing 
uh, volunteer opportunities, which are really great family activities, like Absolutely. something to do with your kid to go. They have the like clean up the river days and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So sure. <clears throat> that is great. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Dana. Mm-hmm. All righty. And to wrap up uh, with our last rave, this is the giving closet. That's www.givingcloset.net. Not to be confused with givingcloset.org, which is a separate organization based in Canada. I was going to ask you, I thought, because I thought we (laughs) did the giving closet once before. Um, And I don't even think that we did the, I think they all kind of sound similar, but no, we have not done these. This is the mission of the giving closet to give all of us in the fashion world the opportunity to give back by providing a hand up to inspiring women, giving them a means to increase self-esteem, personal empowerment, and be set up for economic success with the right wardrobe. Mm-hmm. Fashion isn't only for the elite. Giving Closet provides that fashion has a heart. Giving Closet is a marriage of fashion and human interest stories ripe for transformational television and branded content mediums. A recent giveaway was captured on HLN's Morning Express, where top designers like Byron Lars donated goods and received equitable placement. Mm. This was started by a man named Sam Russell, who is so lovely. I've watched some of the videos of him doing these uh, surprises with the women that they're uh, giving the wardrobes to, and it's he's just has a heart of gold. Mm. He's a celebrity stylist, <clears throat> and... Uh, editorial TV and red carpet wardrobe consultant. Sam decided in 2011 to start the next phase of his personal journey by bringing a passion project to the foreground. His traveling mission is to surprise deserving women all over the U S with $10,000 worth of work and work and personal attire through his organization, giving closet. He is so far, right? I I don't think I've ever had $10,000 worth of clothing in my life. No, it's kind (laughs) of amazing. Yes. He has so far conducted 14 wardrobe giveaways in collaboration with various nonprofits and top designers, inspiring women who have beat the odds and are surprised with a complete new wardrobe. Whether they are recovering from illness, injury, financial setback, or women who are on the way up need to feel like a star in their new life and Sam and his partners afford them the look, mm-hmm. the complete rack of clothes for chosen women include everything from designer dresses, tops, handbags, jewelry, pajamas, and more. Each surprise giveaway is unique and specific for the selected woman. Every garment and accessory is carefully selected and personally chosen by Sam. So we will post a link to the video. I watched one that they did um, on a local show here in LA and it was for a woman who was in a horrible uh domestic violence situation mm-hmm. and she has as so many women do given her life to her children and her yeah. children have always come first yeah. and who knows the last time she was able to buy or purchase anything nice for herself and it was just really amazing. The woman was so shocked. They had her thinking that she was coming in for a mother's day, like PSA announcement. Mm -hmm. And she was wholeheartedly shocked to find out, no, this whole setup here is for you. We are giving this all to you. And it was just beautiful. And um, he came from his own strifes and struggles growing up. And that inspired him to want to help women. And I just, 
he's a beautiful man and it's such a lovely organization and again fantastic because when you ask for the help he's got all kinds of people and designers and companies that are willing to donate the goods for him to give to these deserving women that's so cool and it, you yes. know it does make a big difference too like i've i've had the experience yes. on both sides so like i grew up with not much you know right um and i people probably think differently just because my husband and i work in tv but we're yeah. not rich by any means yeah. so I don't have a lot of fancy clothes. I don't spend a right. lot of money on clothes, but I have worn fancy clothes mm -hmm. just because of my job. Sure. And I'm telling you, you step into a designer dress or sweater or pair of pants or shoes, you feel different. Yes. You, the confident, I don't know what it is. It's just totally. different. I worked on a show once where I had all vintage Prada. Mm. outfits and i was a nerdy character so like i had you know but they were cool <laughs> like they had sweaters prada sweaters with embroidered right. bunnies and butterflies like oh what are you talking God. about but i'm sorry when you put on something designer and 100 percent special like that you feel special i guarantee yep. you those women are like i'm gonna take over the world yep. <laughs> i love it i love I it too Yay. Yes. Jessica. Dana. I think that's our show. I think it is. Oh, my goodness. Do you, would you like to tell people how to get a hold of us? Yes. Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Rants and Raves podcast. You can find us on Twitter at raves underscore the. You can email us directly at the Rants and Raves podcast at gmail.com. Or go to our website, hit the contact button. That's at www.theransonravespodcast.com. Yay! Yay! Thank you. Thank for you for listening. Jessica. Dana, thank you for being my partner in crime. I don't know why you're saying that. Your patience is is lovely because oh, I have I have been not very reliable the last week or two. No, it's Actually, life, y'all. Maybe I haven't been reliable ever. I'm not sure. <laughs> so at the end of the show, I usually like to bring like a weekly point to ponder, talk about things we've been watching. Have you been watching anything, Jessica? Uh, Mayor of Easttown. Oh, yes. I have that on my watch list, but I haven't done it. You're going to love it. It's phenomenal. Uh, great. I yeah. honestly, I'm still the same. I'm still uh, Canada and Australia has got a real deep crime history. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I'm still in that not really doing anything else listen i am so deep in the crime y'all that the doorbell rang at nine o'clock last night which let's be honest that's a little yes ridiculous i immediately was like don't answer it don't if you don't know who they are don't answer it why is someone like freaked out dan tipton was like honey it's instacart it's our groceries they weren't supposed to ring the doorbell <laughs> <laughs> and then um just to give us a weekly point to ponder um mm -hmm. please write into us we appreciate you all thanks we for love it patient on last week's episode i'm just going to give a real quick fact just it's actually just a reminder i think you guys probably all mm -hmm. know this i'm gonna give you the the survival rule of three and survival okay. prior okay so you can think about this anytime in life you're welcome <laughs> just remember guys you can survive three minutes without air okay mm -hmm. You can survive for three days without water mm. if you're sheltered, you know, from harsh environment, whatever. Mm -hmm. And you can survive three weeks without food. Otherwise, you're dead. Oh. Okay, guys.
keep that in mind. Rule of threes. <laughs> Love you, Jess. We'll be back next Tuesday. Love ya. Bye. Bye.